Welcome to the Generic Board Game Podcast, all the board gaming content you could possibly want at a fraction of the price. I'm your American host, Philip Millman. And I'm your European host, Vic from NaveCon, or just Vic, if you like. We have a special guest this evening who's been kind of eager to get on the show. One of your one of your one of your pub mates, my friend? Well, since I live in Mario, London, yes, and we go to the pub for a knees up Mother Brown, uh, I, I I think you've kind of got your um <laughs> your resolution of Europe off askew. Um no, this is a guy from Dublin and he's allowed on he, he's not a criminal and he's allowed come on his seemingly his uh, <laughs> You know, he's out of custody, which is great, and he's allowed to talk on the radio or on a podcast in this case. So is he Australian? He's, he's out of custody? Yeah, uh, no, that's that's mostly the Irish again. You're, you're mixing them up, um, you know, knowledge of sheep, that kind of thing. And that would be mostly people from Cork. Anyway, <laughs> who we have this evening is a little bit like yourself. I don't know who that's insulting to, possibly me, who's a big gamer, somebody who buys a lot of games, and somebody goes to... And here's the foreboding part. Goes to a lot of conventions. I give you Hugo Grevy. Hugo. Victor, good evening. Philip, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Okay, that's enough about you. Um, anyway, <laughs> Hugo is a... I've gamed with Hugo many times and he's uh, he turns up um, regularly at NaveCon. In fact, I think he took, turns up at all the NaveCons. So that's going to make him a good guy or... I have nowhere else to go, Victor. Yeah, that, that's that's actually very true. With that in mind, I thought you would be the perfect person to bring on board to talk about what we're going to talk about this evening or afternoon or wherever you are in the world. We're going to talk about board game conventions. What do you think, Philip? I think that's a capital idea. And in talking about board game conventions, uh, for those that have never been to a board game convention or have only been to very few, Board game conventions do happen throughout the world, uh, even in Ireland, and they happen a lot in the United States as well. In fact, this weekend, as we're recording, uh, two board game conventions, one of a decent size and one of a moderate size, Tantrum Con out of North Carolina and Viking Con out of the frigid Fargo, North Dakota, South Dakota. I can't remember where Fargo is, but someplace cold and foreboding, Uh, not too unlike, uh, I don't know. Limerick? No, that's 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 completely wrong. I live in Tipperary actually, but no, I grew up in Limerick. The um no, and you're <laughs> talking about Navecon, which is on the first of April, who seemingly like there goes the neighborhood, they'll invite anybody in. They're even letting Americans into it this time around. But it's only on test and it will depend on behavior. Mightn't be invited back. Mm, I won't be invited back. What I'd like to start with is, um, you know, Yuga, why don't you start about your experiences, board game conventions, what you like, what you don't like, and kind of some of the things that you would recommend or see with folks that have not been to a board game convention? Sure. Well, as you mentioned in your introduction, Philip, there are lots of different types of, uh, of conventions and cons. So we have small ones, large ones, micro cons. So it's really there's something for everybody out there so you really have to know you know what 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 are your expectations from going to your first con so something like NaveCon is very much a gaming con so if your intention is to play a lot of games it's the place to go um if you want to meet uh, new gamers it's also a great experience you know with only 200 people it's not too foreboding 
uh, even though it's in Limerick. I, I really like the sound of that. I, I, I think I might go to it this time around. Yeah, that's it. What what, what was it called again? Everybody Product Placement? <laughs> that, that's NaveCon. <laughs> oh, and, and when's that on exactly? I, I, I don't know if I have a spot free in my diary. A- April Fool's Day, I believe. Oh, okay. That's unfortunate. And who's the fool that is running NaveCon? Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Um, anyway, Hugo, <laughs> you were talking about conventions, and I like the word micro-conventions. That's a particularly good one. Go on, tell me more. Well, micro-conventions, well, you were at one yourself there just last uh, January. And these are, uh, you were, I think you were there, in body anyway. I don't know, if in, not in mind. Um, but these are get-together of, you know, anything between eight and 10, 12 friends who we renting an Airbnb in some part of the country and just going down playing games, having fun and a few beers. In all fairness, we've, we've, this has become kind of a tradition we do once a year. It started off as a stag thing. And in fairness, for my stags a number of years back, we went to a group of us went to salute, not salute, uh, salute, which is the gaming convention in the UK that goes on. It's more kind of war gaming. Uh, convention, which a little bit different, as you know, but still, it was a gaming convention. We went there, and and that micro convention you talk about, which doesn't have a name, like a lot of conventions, um, was happening for a stag that was delayed because of COVID, and then another one, and then we just kind of had the stag again, and again. Even though the guy in question is married at this stage, we we have a stag pretty much every year, which is kind of a tradition. So I like that. I think we've had it six times now. <laughs> One of the uh, conventions that I went to last year uh, was, I guess, a micro convention because it was uh, about eight of us, nine of us. Really, it was in honor of Chuck, who had passed away the previous year. And we're going to be trying to do this every year now. But no, I, I like the idea of a micro convention. And for folks that are, you know, intimidated by the large crowds of, say, a playing convention like um, the Board Game Geek, which gets, you know, somewhere between 35 and 4,000. 3,500 and 4,000 folks, a smaller micro convention is great. And a lot of smaller areas or areas will just have, you know, conventions like that. So, uh, and, and let's talk about, you know, the small conventions, which are like NaveCon, not that we're doing any product placements here at all. Wink, wink. NaveCon, you say? Yeah, NaveCon. In fact, I'm going to NaveCon this year. I'm flying across the pond. Oh, wait, that's a London term. I can't, I can't no, use that. You can that use it. Like, we understand it. We can translate it. Okay, good. <laughs> Got it. You know, smaller conventions are also uh, a good way of getting your feet wet if you've never been to a convention, a playing convention. So, you know, in the Washington, D.C. area, we have something called the Congress of Gamers, which is a wonderful play on words because we are in the nation's capital, the United States nation's capital. And, you know, these conventions typically run. Uh, you know, maybe 100 to 150, 200 folks, and they're held multiple times a year, you know, once or twice mm-hmm. a year. That's definitely uh, a, something to look at. What was kind of your first convention experience? And was it big, small, micro, in between? It was uh, small. Well, before I got into board gaming, I was very much a, a war gamer. Um, so I had been to uh, tournaments in the UK and across Ireland playing Warhammer and uh, GW games. So I had some experience before going to my first board game convention. But uh, the very first one I went to would have been in APECON about, I would guess, seven or eight years ago. My first, yeah, first time I met Vic. Well, 
Actually, uh, I may well have bumped into you. I, I, I bumped into Dave at at a Warhammer competition. It, it's kind of small, like it's a small enough country, but it's a small enough pool of people. Then, so you're bound to run up against people that you've fought in some form or other in uh, on a wargaming table or a, a board gaming table. So yeah, that and in fairness, one thing kind of morphed into another, as I've said in kind of previous ones where we started out kind of wargaming and then we were like. You know, this is too much effort. Uh, let's let's just play a board game to kind of cool down, and then you realize, actually, I'm enjoying the board gaming more than I'm enjoying the actual war gaming. So let's just, you know, let let let's let's just board game. It's 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 easier. That's that's fascinating. And why would you consider war gaming and a war game convention like Warhammer not to be a a game convention? That's a good question. Uh, I think. Probably something to do with the competitive element, and that at a war comp, a Warhammer or a war game event, you're you're playing for a prize. They're very stressful. I always found them very stressful. But at the end of the day, my head would be pounding just from you know thinking about the games and uh, how they were played. Whereas board gaming conventions and board gaming in general, it's just it's much more friendly, more welcoming. It's more fun. Got it. Well. There is a convention down here in it's kind of in the Washington D.C. area. It's in Charlottesville, Virginia, called PrezCon, where everything where they do have an open gaming section, but the, everything also has competition. So it it isn't just uh, war games. And I don't know if you know this, Hugo, and I, I'll be sad and disappointed if it didn't tell you. But I am the three-time world champion of a board game called Baseball Highlights 2045. Never heard of it. I realize baseball is not very popular in Ireland, which is too bad. But, you know, there are other comp- competitive type of things that do happen in conventions. Um, it, the big convention, PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia in late November, early December, will have uh, competitions with games like you know, obviously Magic and, and those type of games, but also, you know, they'd have ones with Carcassonne. Carcassonne? Carcassonne? Oh, I'm waiting. Keep going. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> they, have, uh, they, have, they have other games where they do, do competitions. So, in fact, uh, not that this is a plug, but I will be running the Baseball Highlights 2045 World Championship uh, competition at the Origins a convention in Columbus, Ohio, uh, the week of June 20th. Uh, do you have a torch to hand over? or Not a torch, but a magnificent <laughs> trophy made of premium trophy material. Oh, okay. A trophy that was pre-World War II. It has all the history that you would expect a trophy of that magnitude to have. Uh, that's that's quite a prize, better than anything I can think of. <laughs> Philip, will that uh, trophy be traveling across the, the, the Atlantic to... Visit the Irish shores? Absolutely. And in fact, uh, I want to bring the joy that is Baseball Highlights 2045 and the Commissioner Ralph Trophy to the lovely Emerald Isle so that they too can enjoy and be awed by its presence. I think it's a, quite a dangerous thing to announce it that it will be flying, uh, unless it's going on a different flight for security reasons <laughs> or with an armed guard, because, you know, that could disappear. So just to warn you, uh, we will have security, obviously, at the venue and it'll be watched with, well, by people. Um, so you don't have anything to fear in Ireland. Got it. Just a, I've 
been to a number of conventions with Ugo and some of the other knaves. And oh yeah, you you become a knave as soon as you attend KnaveCon, just so you know. Um, it's not a particularly painful tattoo, or indeed, it is quite a personal tattoo. And it's you know you have to be asked to show it. it it's not visible. What I have to say is I've always been impressed in how Hugo. I've been to Essen and Spiel a couple of times with Hugo, or at least once, and um, I've always been impressed with how he works the con. And I've picked up one or two things. So I guess we'll start off this section of it with Ugo, being the person that you are, what do you recommend? What are the do's and don'ts of attending a con? Well, uh, Vic, if you are attending a con like uh, uh, Spiel in Essen, you have to be organized. It requires a lot of pre-planning, uh, floor plans, knowing where all the places, you, all the stands you want to go, uh, that kind of thing. It's uh, sure. It's a uh, it's, uh, lot of logistics involved. Like one of the things you did at, when we were at Essen last, which I was very impressed with, um, top tip, was you brought over one of those um, padded bags, had all your pre-orders collected. We went around, you were done in an hour, and it's a big con. Like it's probably, it's the biggest con I've ever been at. And then you post it all back rather than try and bring it in your luggage. And that, that was a pretty slick way of doing things. Uh, pre-ordering is the trick because uh, a lot of games that get released are only have a limited amount of copies per day. So uh, if you really want something, it's worth getting in touch with the publishers uh, in advance just to say, listen, can you put aside a game for me? And nine times out of ten, they will. Mm-hmm. But this is going back to something that we kind of talked about sort of at the beginning. There are playing conventions like NaveCon. It's theoretically a playing convention i'll i'll believe it when i see it you'll believe it when you see it yeah not that we're doing the navecon placement anywhere in this navecon, you podcast say? Oh, yeah. yeah i've never heard of it okay. right uh but there are but there are industry uh conventions where the focus is less on playing games and more on the business of board games you know buying board games obviously publishers showing their wares and when the and those conventions really have more of a business-like focus you know we talked about uh, essen essen spiel uh which i think is in the september october time frame in essen germany uh in the united states uh it's gen con which you know has its roots in role-playing games and it was a playing con initially it was actually a micro con initially and the reason it's called gen con because it was originally in lake geneva uh, wisconsin now it's in indianapolis uh, those are really business conventions, but when you start getting, and then Origins is kind of a hybrid between business and uh, a playing convention. And then Board Game Geek, while it does have vendors that come to it, is really less of a business convention and more of a player's convention. Uh, if you are looking to buy new games or games that haven't been out, I mean, obviously, Essen is the place to go because that's where all the game, a, a vast minor, majority of games will be premiered. Uh, the, the number two, I think, is um, Gen Con in the United States. Hugo, given that you've been to both, how do you prepare for a playing con and how do you prepare for a what I consider more of a business con where publishers are selling you know, the, the first prints of a particular game? So if we take a, a playing con first. Um, Please. It's really all about what games, <laughs> what games you bring. 
And I mean, you're, you're not going there to buy games. So obviously uh, you want to bring some of your collection along to, to play on the, on the day or on the weekend. This is, it's an interesting one because some of the times the games that you actually want to play aren't the right type of games to bring to a gaming con, in my opinion. Um, uh, uh, personally, I think if you can't teach a game at a gaming con in under five minutes, it's not worth playing. It's not, it's, you're, you're, you're wasting time because with the confusion, the noise, people moving around, you, you know, you want to get a game to the table that everybody can enjoy and play in 90 minutes, in my opinion. Okay, I'm going to disagree with that, especially... Oh, controversial. Yeah, I know. Me disagreeing with anybody? What a, what a, what a, what a hoot. So I think, I think there's going to be games that, yeah, you may, it makes sense that you, know, you need a quick teach or so forth, unless people come in understanding that if they want to play this game, it's going to be of a teach. One of the things that I really like about the Board Game Geek convention is you have the open gaming tables, and then you know, obviously people can decide whether they want to learn a game that's more than five, you know, that takes more than five to ten minutes to learn. But on the other, the other thing that they have, and what I really like, is they have these new board games, the hot, what they're called, the hot gaming section, which are brand new board games, either out of out of Gen Con because Gen, oh, no, I'm sorry, out of Essen because Essen would have just happened, uh, or actually being premiered there, although that's very rare. And they have folks that have been trained on how to teach these games. Usually the teach is about, you know, 10 to 20 minutes and then they play. But you go in knowing that you're going to be learning a game that nobody's ever played before. I understand that, you know, believe. And, and of course, that would sort of limit folks who would not have had the opportunity to learn a game that maybe take a little bit longer. There's certain games that I play that really I only play at cons because of the length of time, like, you know, the 18xx games. Yeah, I, I see. I see where you're coming from there. I mean, certainly. Uh... That first thing you mentioned about new games and, and teaching new games, the hotness, uh, it's something I don't think we've really tried at NAPECOM before, Vic. Um, mm. Not to my yeah, knowledge. Don't, it's something we, maybe we should. Uh, interesting. What, it, it may not be big enough to handle it. What you were saying about 18xx games and, and playing the McCons. In fact, w w that's what I think, personally, uh, microcons are, are, are better suited for because... You know, uh, you know, something like Twilight Imperium, you, you might have four or five like-minded individuals who want to play it. And, uh, you know, is a con the right place to do that? I don't know. I mean, I, I sort of, uh, I'm sort of in two minds about it. Not for me, certainly. Yeah, but one of the things, actually, that gets me, there are, it, because I run NaveCon, I bring a library of games and I carefully choose them now. There are certain games that are stalwarts. You know, I'm I'm going to bring games for beginners. I'm going to bring games for kids, and then I'm going to bring other stuff. And there are a lot of even though people think I don't think about this kind of stuff, I do give it some thought. There are certain games that won't work at a con that have, say, for example, big table hogs that have a ridiculous amount of pieces, and were still take a lot of teaching. Because whereas like you're both right and you're both wrong, but I guess you're both right. So there are certain games that just will not work at a con, even though they're a lot of fun, uh, unless you arrange it in advance and you get your people together and you go, okay, the four of us or the five of us are going to arrive. We're going to get a table. We're going to sit down and we're going to play this. 
And what I find happens is people will pick a game like Twilight Imperium, where they know it's going to take five, six hours to play. And they're just going to pick a time and they're going to go for it. But it's prearranged. It's almost like they've pre-booked their game with the other people that are there. Um, it's not conducive to inviting people in because one of the things I love about game cons is that you can walk around. If it's a good con, you can walk around and look at people playing. And most people will be happy enough to turn around and go, uh, we got a spare slot if you want to play. Uh, yeah, I've played it once before. I, I kind of know the rules or I don't. And the, the type of people that go to cons are, are kind of open enough to bring you in and you wind up wind, playing. What I love is wind up is winding up playing with new people because nice and all as it is to play with your own gaming group, it's kind of like going on holidays and going to the same store that you go to in Ireland or wherever you live. It's nice to try something different when you get somewhere different. Game cons are great for doing that, and certainly shorter games are a lot of fun. For me, anyway, when I'm running the con, I don't have time to sit down, not until everything's finished and all is done, and it's like 10 o'clock at night. Then I can kind of relax and play a game that's a bit longer. But during the day or later in the day, it's all quick snippets that I'm playing, like 15-minute games or 20-minute games where I'm teaching a game and so on. So for me, I guess it's a slightly different experience, but I take on board what, what's been said. Vic, it is certainly very different when you're running a con than when you're being a player in it. And I think one of the things that I find most useful in, in cons is playing the new games that I don't normally get to play, such as uh, you know the 18xx game, sure. but also the games that I've not had a chance to play or or that I've heard about, and I just wanted to see if it's something that I would really like. So you know, for me, uh, one of the great things about BGG Con is the the you know the hot game table and playing games i haven't played before and you know that's where i found uh games that i i really like like uh uh what was the one um great western trail as well as uh oh god what was the other one that i really but i also found games i really did dislike also that i thought i would like like inish i thought i would like inish but ugh do not like it. Yeah, no. it's, a, it's a funny one in that respect. I, I have a quick question. Since we've talked about kind of the do's um, and how important it is, is to talk about the don'ts. And the one tip I would give before I pass it over to our con master, certainly with Essen, I found you get in and you get out before the crowds if it's a multi-day session. So we found that if you go on, say, I don't know, I think it starts on a Thursday and ends on a Sunday, you go in the Thursday and you leave on the Saturday before it gets busy. Um, one of the things you would avoid, and don't name particular cons or we'll have to cut it out of the episode, what are the kind of things you would avoid, Ugo, at game cons? Well, uh, if taking Spiel uh, as a, an example, um, I was there again, uh, luckily enough, uh, last October. It was a great four days, uh, but you need to get out of the convention. You cannot stay in there all day from nine o'clock in the morning till they throw you out. It's just there's too much going on. There's too much noise. Uh, so I always advise uh, we always go out for lunch um, to the local Irish bar called Fritz Patrick's uh, just down the road. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's fantastic spot. It's set, they have tables set up. You can play a card game. You can have some lunch. You can, you know, switch your, you know, 
check your check your emails, do all that kind of thing. Also, the great thing about um, Essen is that all the hotels are set up for board gamers. Um, so every hotel in Essen has rooms and tables set up for their guests to play games. So, um, so yeah, I suppose pace yourself. Don't get it. If you start feeling, I mean, I, if you remember, Vic, I got very, I, I felt very sick. And one of the days mm-hmm. we were there, I just I nearly passed out. We were practically carrying around the first day. I just had to get out, get some fresh air uh, and just, you know, you're not going to see everything. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to get every game you want. You're not going to talk to every game designer or uh, whoever that you that you that you want to talk to. So just, you know, take your time, drink some water, and every now and again, stick your head out and get some fresh air. And I would say that that's appropriate for the larger uh, business conventions where. You know, there's a lot going on, especially for something like Essen or UKGE or uh, or Gen Con, um, especially, you know, when, when the focus of the convention center is selling games, not playing games. Mm-hmm. So what, do you th- what do you think of the do's or don'ts for playing convention? Uh, I'd just jump in there and say, have you ever read a book? You've just finished it and you have another two books lined up. It's very hard to start another one. For me, anyway, if I play a good game that's two or three hours long, you've got to take a break before you, you know, you've got to get your mind to spin down a little bit before you jump into another. The worst thing you can do is play a three-hour game and then, without taking a breath, play a, another three-hour game and then another three-hour game. Pace yourself. Uh, go out, have a cup of coffee. Coffee is super important at cons, um, as is water. Um, water becomes more and more important as time goes by uh, and also taking a break from it to get your lunch or get your dinner just stepping back i i tend to disappear for like half an hour or go to you know go out and get some food and just not have any calls not talk to anybody just disappear for a bit go out take a rest and then go ah, okay now let's get back into it and then come back in fresh and we game away until the wee hours, but you've got to have those pit stops in between for me anyway. What about you, Yogo? You go what when it comes to playing, because you do set quite a fast pace. Yes, I would be considered a a, a, a fast gamer. Um, so uh, at NaveCon, at a gaming con like NaveCon, you know half the people there, and the other half you kind of know. So I, I always make a point of, especially in the first hour or two, Going around saying saying hi to everybody, seeing how they are, you know, just socializing as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Get a couple of big games played in, but after three or four o'clock in the afternoon, I, I I start to take it easy, you know, just uh, lighter games and then party games in the evening and just have fun. I'm curious in in Ireland uh, or you know the European, have you heard of the six two one rule for conventions? No, no. Uh, this is kind of sad in a way, if you think about it. But in, I, and I heard this in Dice Tower, it was six to one, which is you must get, you should get six hours of sleep, eat two meals and have one shower every day. Well, not with you. You'll have to explain that to me. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was kind of wild. Uh, although seeing people who not uh, fulfill that, and I've, I've seen people actually pass out because they forget to eat. So that's not something that you really want to do. But yeah, six to one, uh, six hours of sleep, 
a minimum of six hours of sleep, a minimum of two meals, and try to take one shower or you know something to refresh yourself every day. Yeah, you, you do know NaveCon is a one-day event. It's kind of like skiing where it all happens together. We start at 9-ish, 10-ish in the morning, and then it goes on till 4 or 5 the next morning. Oh, and there's also, not that it actually exists, but there is a pre-con con, some people say, the night before. So it, it, It's invite-only, Vic. Mm-hmm. Uh, say that again. How come I wasn't invited? Well, Philip, you are just Vic. Ne- Vic, Vic never has been. Um, it's just ah. uh, uh, I, I'm I'm technically the unofficial organizer, so um, uh, I gladly extend you an invite to the con that doesn't really exist or have a name, but it happens on the front. Got it. I appreciate that. I would point out that in the United States, most of the cons here, like the one that was happening this weekend, as we're recording this uh, tantrum con are usually three days, okay. you know, somewhere between five to th- uh, three to five days. Uh, so that does carry over a little bit more. If you, you know, if, if mm-hmm. the conventions in Europe tend to be one day, you know, the plane conventions tend to be one day, then obviously that, that doesn't have quite the same meaning. Well, I still have to have a shower, I guess. You should. Oh, and, and there's a top tip, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's only NaveCon is the only one-day con I actually know of uh certainly in the uk uh, i'm planning this year to go over to gridcon in november uh, that's the con organized by paul grogan gaming rules oh great oh, wow. guy great guy yeah very nice guy so uh i'm heading over in november for that and that's a three-day playing con i am envious i miss paul i miss paul a lot he used to come to bgg con and i used to get to hang in play games with him and you know Certainly, he hasn't done it for four or five years, at least. No, he's he's a great guy. He's very very interesting and knows a lot about games. Um, and uh, so he holds this con, um, which I'll be going over to. And again, a lot of the games, like you were saying, there'll be a lot of publishers—not publishers, but game designers—there with their games, that kind of thing. And there's the the possibility to sort of book slots to play games you haven't played with the designers of the games, which is pretty cool. Wow. I would like to also mention that we interviewed Paul Grogan for this podcast. I have listened to that podcast. Yeah. yeah I'm surprised he didn't tell us we were doing it wrong. Um, he's, he's actually, he's, he's a darling of a great time for him. In fact, I, I may travel if there's a spot in November. We'll talk offline about this, Hugo. You probably told okay. me you should go to this. Yeah. Uh, the uh, November sounds good to me. Um, it's six six weeks after Essen, as far as I know. Oh, okay, okay. I have to so. time my next NaveCon before that. Um, this is interesting. Um, we're coming up to. Oh, are we running out of time, or do we have anything more to say? We have a few more. We have a few minutes left. So I thought maybe what might be fun is uh, for the three of us to. Just give the, our top three tips uh, for playing cons. Let's leave the business cons off to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, our top three tips for the playing cons, both top three do's and top three don'ts. So, uh, Hugo, you're our guest. Why don't you start? And then we'll go to Vic. Okay. Top t- three do's. Uh, well, play a lot of games. Uh, pace yourself. Uh, and, you know, make new friends. And the three don'ts? The three don'ts. <laughs> the three don'ts. Let me see. Where would I start? Uh, Shots. Don't start drinking too early. 
Mm -hmm. That was it. That's all three together, is it? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vic, what are your top three do's and top three don'ts? Top three do's, go to NaveCon, um, pre-book your tickets into the raffle. There you go. There's there's three fantastic tips. Don't drink too early. Not that it's always drinking, but oh, or you wind up. What happens, I found, is if you have a few drinks, you wind up with more people at your, your Thursday night board gaming session that's already jammed to capacity. Um, what also, yeah, kind of pace yourself. Have fun. If you're not having fun, certainly at NaveCon, but if you're not having fun, you're doing something wrong. Um, what you got to do is change tack. If you're playing a game, you're not having fun with it, ride it out, get to the end of it and kind of go, okay, I've played that. That's fine. Not going to play it again. Just be open and relax because that's what it's all about. You're, you're there to have fun. All the other people are there to have fun. Um, it's like entering a martial arts competition. Nine times out of ten, people don't want to beat you up. You know, they just want to to you know have fun. It's the same with a board game convention. There is no, um, I mean, I gave up the whole kind of competing because I wasn't good at it. I mean, I used to play a lot of Magic and so on. Uh, I wasn't particularly good at it, but I like going to to um, board game conventions where they played Magic, and that was a different time. And as Ugo said, your head would be exploding at the end of it. You go to a board game convention, one that you play, and you're there to have fun. You know, it is what you bring to it. If you go there with the right attitude, you leave with the right attitude. You know, it's basically a lot of people sitting in a room, having fun together, playing. That's it. No more, no less. So enjoy yourself when you're there and you'll take out of it. If you think it's going to be a good board game convention, it's going to be a board game, good board game convention. And the opposite applies. So I would say have fun. If you're not having fun, look around and see what's going on that you're not having fun. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's the people you're playing with. You can always move table. It's like speed dating. Um, But enjoy yourself uh, above everything else. What about you, Philip? What's your three do's and don'ts? And don't say don't start drinking early. <laughs> I won't. I won't say that at all. Uh, I think that's been pretty well covered. I think the the three do's are going with the expectation of meeting new people and having fun just sitting down and playing board games. Two, if a board game convention has game signups and any of them are, are something that you'd be interested in, and uh, normally they would be on the BGG cons or, or on the website of the board game convention, do that. Sign up for games and you know make a schedule for yourself. Uh, this, this, this three, the, the, the third thing that I would say is if at any time you feel uncomfortable or anything, let people know, especially the hosts, and you know take, take the time off. What I would say is the, the don'ts, don't overextend yourself. Don't, find, you know, don't allow yourself to get into a situation where you're really overtired or you just don't want to do this anymore. Um, I mean, I recommend finishing a game that you started but afterwards, if people say, hey, why don't you come to this other game? If you're tired, if you don't feel like it, just politely say no. No one will take offense. And third, and my third, and this is the biggest, don't don't be a douche. Mm-hmm. Just, be, just be a nice person. Yep. I mean, we have enough difficult people out there in the real world. We really don't need that in the board gaming. And what I have found is with very, very few exceptions, and, and it has happened a couple of times, the vast majority of people that I've played board games with 
I would play board games again with them too. They've been very lovely, nice, relatively normal people. And then he came to NaveCon. (laughs) 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 No, I, I would say that's the whole thing. And you take the day off. You don't want to have anything else going on that day. You, you know, you, you square it away. It's, this is what I'm going to be doing for the day for however long I've got. And you take that time out. There's uh, one of the guys that comes to the con, um, as he was going through reception, he goes, Hey Vic, how's it going? I said, good. I said, uh, how's things? And he says, tough. And I said, ah, it's always tough. And he goes, I said, I said, it's always tough, but what's the solution? And he looked at me and he says, days like this. And he's a hundred percent right. You take time out for yourself. This is what it's about. You allow yourself to have fun. Um, and that's all I can say about a game con. You go there to have fun. You leave having had fun. And that's it. You know, what goes on tour is, is, is always good. Well, that was good, and I, I appreciate that. And obviously, for those that didn't catch the subtle uh, product placement there, uh, Vic is going to be running NaveCon on April 1st. Um, I will be there. Yugo will be there. And we hope you know that if you're in the area, and you chose choose to come down, we would love to see you and play games with you. Um, and if you're going to be at Origins, uh, I would love for as many people as possible to play in the Baseball Highlights 2045 Championship uh, so that I can get rid of the trophy. I mean, <laughs> pass on the trophy to the next set of champions. And Hugo, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me, guys. It was uh, great. My, my first podcast. That's fantastic. And Ugo is going to be here. You actually have some plans in this field, I know. So I won't give them all away, but you're kind of looking at doing a little bit of this online talky talk. Yes, uh, I'm a, a wannabe content provider. So I've been sort of uh, mulling over the idea of setting up a, a YouTube channel and just cool for a bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So of all the equipment has arrived. I have lights, I have cameras, I have the table I need, so it just needs me to uh, to stop procrastinating and get on with it. Uh, I want to thank Hugo and Vic, and I, once again, it was a pleasure uh, talking to you, Vic. It was a pleasure meeting you, Hugo, and I look forward to meeting you uh, at the end of March. Uh, and with that, we have a wonderful way of signing off. Play more games. Play more games. Play more games. Hooray!